Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Great to have your company. Hello, everyone. It's Thursday night. It's AFL Team Selections Night here on Drive with Peter Vlahos. All thanks to Toolmart, the complete tool centre. The teams are in. As we know, we've got a big game tonight. We'll keep you up to date with that uh, during the course of the latter part of uh, the drive program. But uh, we've got a big game here being played on Sunday afternoon, and that is, of course, West Coast against Carlton. As I mentioned, the team's in. And, of course, the Fremantle Dockers are on their way. They'll take on St Kilda at Marvel. Joining us on a Monday and Thursday is AFL analyst and expert, commentator, and also journalist Kim Hagelin. Kim, good evening to you. G'day, Pete. Um... I thought early in the week that West Coast might beat Carlton. Mm. I'm not convinced now. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. It's going to be a tough one. Um, well, you look at the uh, the selections and some big ins for Carlton. Yeah. You know, Weedering in particular. Oh, well, he plays. In. He plays on Josh Kennedy, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. And then you've got the West Coast Eagles, which is interesting uh, with what they've uh, thrown out. Of course, Yo and West are both injured, and then Josh Rotham. Gets dropped again. He's like a yo-yo. <laughs> why he's are you surprised? He's in one week. But, he's out the next. But, but why are you surprised, Peter? You you said privately and publicly for many weeks now, possibly even last year as well, West Coast coach Adam Simpson drops the kids all the time. Mm. He never brings back senior players and keeps kids in. And Rotham's, Rotham could even be the next Jared Brander, whereas yeah. he hasn't been developed. His body shape is still like a kid. So where's his weights program been for two or three years? Why did he play in the ruck in the waffle two or three weeks ago and then go in and play as a defender again? I mean, there there was there's so many chances whereby West Coast can be developing young players and Rotham looks like... Rotham has to go on the market. He, he, has, he has to. to he has go to. Into, he has to knock on someone's door during this next week and say, look, looks like I'm not going to play anywhere in the last six or seven weeks. Uh, why don't I, I'll stay in the waffle and then, but I'll start looking for somewhere else. However, another young player does get a call up though for Rotham's omission is Edwards, and I clearly think that Edwards has gone in to help Barras, Barras with the big, tall, mm. key forwards for Carlton. The likes of Kerno and Mackay have to be played on by people, and I think Edwards. Maybe Rotham was just not quite tall enough or, mm. or thicker body enough. Well, let's have, a listen, to what Adam, let's yeah, have okay. a listen to what Adam Simpson said okay. about the omission of Josh Rotham on the run home. Yeah, look, he's got some things to work on, uh, Shepard. You know, that's, uh, I suppose we've actually you know, run a fair few players through that spot, to be honest. We've had, you know, Nelson, Rotham, uh, Witherden, Foley, and um, obviously Jones has gone back as well. And, um, yeah, no one's really grabbed the spot and, and made it their own. So, yeah, whilst there's been um, some, some glimpses of some form, we probably just haven't seen the consistent four quarters from those guys. So, yeah, Ross really clear about what he needs to do. Um, I'm not going to air out all the laundry, but he's, he's, he's working hard on it. And, um, you know, he, he won't die trying, that's for sure. Can I just answer that? Keep him in for two or three weeks to work on it. Just don't put him in for one week and then drop him out. As I said, 
And I said repeatedly, and he mentioned a few of the players there, a few of the younger players, the next generation of players. There is self-doubt with a lot of these players. They second-guess whether they're doing the right thing or the wrong thing, knowing that the axe is always hovering just above their neck. I'm not sure what sort of um, coaching direction development that the West Coast Eagles defensive candidates are getting from the defensive coach either. That's a message pretty clear around behind people's backs uh, at West Coast as to what some of these guys are getting, what sort of direction they're getting in terms of defensive strategy, Mm. defensive coaching and defensive development. One thing they can hang their hat back on though, West Coast, is that Bazo's there. What's he played now? Three games. Edwards is there. Jones is starting to... I, I, I sort of have a different view slightly to Adam Simpson there about Jermaine Jones. He probably is nailing down mm. a bit of a creative running defensive halfback or back pocket type. Not seeing a lot of encouraging defensive side of his game. He needs to add a lot of tackling and, and close checking. But certainly Bazo Edwards-Jones are boys that are starting to look as though they're a bit more of a permanent fixture back there. I wonder, though, what that is for their future. Now, Rotham's probably not in the same category. Rotham probably couldn't have taken on Kerno, whereas I think Edwards gets that job. Barras has to stay with McKay. Or even uh, Barras stays closer to goal and Edwards gets if McKay does go up in front of Kerno, for instance, then they perhaps uh, roll off and swap over. But they certainly did need a taller player. And Edwards earned his game in the waffle two or three weeks ago. When they played... Uh, what, 23 marks? marks yeah. yeah. Now, how many of those were uncontested stand, chip 15-metre pass? I'm not sure. But that, that's at least rewarding. And there is some semblance of development and strategy there. I wonder, though, if West Coast are going to persist with that. Because Rotham's not one of those players. He's not, his body's not big enough. So he hasn't had a training development program, a body bodybuilding program for the last two or three or four years. So if he's going to stay that way, he was gonna, wasn't going to be a key position defender. Maybe develop as the eventual replacement for Brad Shepard. Mm. Saying Plus, that... Is it, that type of player that so, can play versatile, a bit taller, a bit smaller, tight on. Okay, we'll come back to it in a moment. This is what uh, Simo said about the inclusion of Edwards. He's second well. He broke some record last week at the Waffle marks or intercept marks or something like that. I think he had 23. <laughs> um, might be a bit different if he's playing on Kerno, but uh, the, the fact is he's in good form. So he went back to the Waffle uh, for a couple of weeks and he got some good, good touch, so we'll, we'll make that call tomorrow on whether he plays, but he's, he's a very strong chance. The fact we don't have uh, Yo on the side and young Baz is still learning his craft, um, yeah, he, he's a strong chance of playing. There you go, got, Simo got, and so Edwards. I, well, look, am I being a bit too harsh? How come Adam Simpson doesn't know? Why would, can't he say? He took, 23, well. he took 23 marks in the, in the reserves two weeks ago. Uh, eight of them were, were intercepted. Why doesn't he know that? The same as at the start of the season when he was when they were getting top-up players to fill in the place for COVID-ridden boys. Mm. And Adam since I've got to meet him tomorrow. Well, haven't those boys been around the club? Don't they have functions? Don't they have training? Don't you wander around the locker room and introduce yourself? I, I found some of that a bit strange. Okay, you know, just I thought, quickly. I thought most coaches would know what their players are up to, what they're doing in terms of claims. Even the Rotham one, if they're going to go back into the waffle and play in their reserves team, either something specific whether it be, look, you're going back to play centre-half back or full-back, like Edwards has done, to earn a spot as a key defender or a key defensive chance, instead of rucking, or at least accept, well, you rucked because you had to ruck, 
we were stuck. We didn't have anyone to ruck, and thanks for doing that job, but I still want you to develop as a key defender. Mm. Okay. Uh, if you want to get involved with us, uh, you know the numbers at the Temper of Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. 0487 736 736. Jump on now or the Scarborough Toyota Open line 131255. It is a Thursday night, and we welcome any input whatsoever from you, our listener here on Drive. Similar argument to what's happened with. Uh, Josh Rotham at West Coast, I think, can be had with a player that's been omitted again at Fremantle. And Fremantle, we can see more their 18, their four interchange and their four emergency. Yeah. In West Coast's case, just to conclude with their with their and speculation with their team, because theirs is a team, because it's a Sunday game, as Adam Simpson alluded to there, Peter, talking with Brad Shepherd and uh, Damien Martin a little while ago, that uh, I will finalise that tomorrow. Now, that's what West Coast can do that. My suspicion is with they've got an interchange from. So going into the squad, as you said, Edwards, Kennedy, Witherden, Foley, Clark, Cully. Petrevsky, Seaton, I thought was okay last week. Petricelli showed some better signs, still can't kick for goal. True and Williams, Bailey Williams, to share mm. the ruck with Nick Natanui. I think that's their, their, their bench. I think that's their last four. And then... The, uh, the, the sub would come from Witherden or Foley, I reckon, and Clark and Cully perhaps back into the waffle. So that's, uh, even though there's, uh, there's one or two changes there, I think, still think the likes of Petrevsky, Seaton, Petricelli, True and Williams have done enough okay. to stay in the 22. Of course, the star last week for the West Coast Eagles uh, was Tim Kelly, who was just outstanding, BOG by the length of the straight, and he becomes such an important player depending on how the West Coast Eagles will tacker, tackle the remaining games of the season. This is what Adam Simpson said about uh, Tim Kelly. Yeah, he does. He likes playing at the G. Um, uh, if he can get to play there more than twice, that'd be handy. <laughs> I suppose if you make finals, you do. Uh, yeah, he, um, oh, he hasn't let us down too often, TK, and... You know, we haven't seen, you know, the midfield group with Nat Nui, Kelly, Shuey, Yo, Gaff, Redden. We haven't seen that complement together. And I think all of our players are better when there's better players around them. And, um, yeah, on the weekend, we, you know, we, we had Shuey playing with Kelly and, and Nat Nui coming to the side. It was only his fourth game this year, Nick. So they make him better. And, and TK's, um, yeah, he's been a great acquisition. We're really proud of what he's done. And we think he's got plenty of footy left. So there you go, Adam Simpson on Tim Kelly. Oh, look, anyone's going to be a lot better as a midfield player at West Coast. Surrounded by those sort of players. With Nick Natanui starting it. Yeah. I think that's the key thing, Peter, is that Natanui back in there just makes everyone, he uh, gives them a confidence, they can actually start running. When he goes up to take a ruck tap, for instance, especially at the centre circle, most of those boys can start running forward because they're anticipating that, you know, seven or eight or nine times out of ten, Nick Natanui's going to win the tap to his first target, who gives it off to his second target. And if Kelly's that second target as opposed to the first receiver, he's clear. And Nick Natanui around uh, leading their ruck, leading their midfield, it's always going to be far more capable and competent for the likes of Shuey and, and even Gaff as an outside receiver, but certainly a Kelly who's, a, say, that second receiver. And how many times, I think last week was more... Uh, what we saw at Geelong, where he was actually running forward. By the time he received it, he was about the, on, on the line of the centre square running towards the 50-metre arc. That's where you want uh, Tim Kelly to be receiving it. And this week, they, they can see something special this week, I think, at times, um, simply because I think that they not knew he's there. But they're going to have to overcome some of their statistics that have been horrid reading without Nick Natanui. 
Now, West Coast Pete contested possessions across the course of the season. They're, they're 18th on the list. They ranked 18th with 120 a game. That'd have to lift a heck of a lot mm. against Carlton because Carlton average 145 contested possessions. They're third on that list. And also inside 50s, Carlton averaged 60 a game. They're seventh on the list. West Coast, only, and they're at 18th with 41. So they're going to have to win the ball around this, the congestion, a bit like we saw against Richmond. But it, and, and, and get their numbers, get it in, and so that uh, Josh Kennedy can celebrate. This, this is the start of Kennedy's farewell tour. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? Let's call it the farewell series because we anticipate he's only going to play the home games. But uh, three more home games. Josh Kennedy uh, probably kicks the two again this week mm. to, to get 700, 700 for the for West, Coast. For West Coast. He kicked 11 with Carlton. And then there's going to be argument tomorrow and over the course of the weekend and straight out of Josh Kennedy. If he misses next week again, especially as we anticipate he will, that uh, where does he sit in terms of an, an all-time great West Coast Eagles player? Mm. He'd be in the top five. Uh, what's your other four? Uh, I'll give you a moment to think about well, it. Well, yeah, the, the obvious ones are Peter Matera yep. and Glenn Jakovich yeah. and, and those sort of players that have been bandied around. But, you know, Dean Kemp's and those sort of players. But as far as the modern day, and people talk about Chris Judd and, and Ben Cousins yep. and those sort of players, but he'd be right up there, wouldn't he? Oh, well, you're going to go what? For, since, are you going in West Coast Eagles history or just the last 10 or 12 or well, 15 I, years? I, I reckon, last 10 or 12 or 15 I mean, years, he's uh, just about their best. And then you've got Dean Cox, of course, is just Absolutely. outside that. Mm. So I think I agree with you. In the last generation of West Coast Eagles player, by the length of the straight, he's been their best. Mm. By the length. But, of course, as we know, during that 90s period, there was a few... Rolls Royce is going around then, Haggis, let me tell you. If you could have him, Josh Kennedy, or Peter Sumich as your full forward, not just pick someone to play around about there. Let's let's think 1990 style of footy when yeah. your full forward started from the goal square. And you led. Ag- against the likes of uh, Chris Langford, you know, <laughs> Steve or Steve Silvani. You started in the goal square, took off, and you wanted Peter Matir or Dean Kemp or Tony Evans to put it right down your throat because this bloke's on my shoulder is going to bury me into the dirt because you used to be able to do that. Mm. Would you take Peter Sumich or Josh Kennedy? You can only have one, Peter. It's a hard one. <laughs> it's a bloody hard one because they're both outstanding footballers and they're both good mates, as we know. And I know that Pete's been a bit of a mentor to Josh Kennedy as well, helping him through this uh, latter part of his you can career. can only have oh, one. Let me, let me throw it out. Let you me sound throw like it a politician. Out. Yeah, let me throw it out to our listeners on the Tempera Bedshed text line. 0487 736 736. What do you think? I'll give you my opinion. Hags will give his opinion after the break. Plus, Hags has got some more news, the latest on Luke Jackson and also news about Angus Brayshaw and also we'll look at the Fremantle Dockers lineup as they prepare to visit St Kilda at Marvel Stadium. Don't go away. This is Drive with Peter Vlahos. It's AFL Selection Night with Kim Hagdorn.